It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Guess what? <laughs> Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 590 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, October the 25th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you are checking out the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got team-focused shows covering all 30 NBA teams. Locked On Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. We've got a bazillion national shows going on as well now, too. Nate Duncan and John Hollinger, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko. We've got the Locked On NHL Network going strong as well. About two-thirds of the league covered there. More shows coming every single week as well. So keep refreshing your feeds if your team is not yet covered. Uh, no shortage of stuff for you to check out. And if you find a show on the Lockdown Network that you'd like to support, please subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. It's very helpful for rankings and making us more discoverable and all those buzzy, fun podcast words that we use, even though I'm not really sure what the reviews actually do. But uh, thank thank you for doing it anyway. I very much appreciate it. And let's get to today's show. Joining me today for a grand tradition on this podcast, every time Serge Ibaka releases an episode of How Hungry Are You, we are joined by Katie Heindel to talk about it. Katie, how are you? Hungry. <laughs> that should just be the way I. This should be the way I uh, I introduce you every time when you come on, or somehow. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Serge Ibaka dropped an episode. Uh, uh, we're, of course we're good. The Raptors just raised the banner, and on the same day, uh, or the day before, Ibaka dropped a new episode of How Hungry Are You with Kevin Durant, which is interesting. I found myself enjoying this episode quite a bit. There's a lot of new elements as well, lots of things they're working in. It was like 23 minutes. There's a whole bunch to dive into today. Uh, Katie, though, I guess first question is, how does it feel to have this wonderful, wonderful YouTube series back in your life? It's great. I didn't realize how long it's been. They really took they took the summer off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the last like, one dropped right before the playoffs. The yeah, yeah, I think the Kawhi episode dropped right around the time OG Ananobi's appendix burst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the day before the playoffs. <laughs> the, the highs and the lows uh, of the pre-playoff wait. Um, no, I- I think it's uh, great, and I think it was worth the wait. Yeah, it was 
a good episode. So if you haven't watched it yet, I would highly recommend you go and watch it before you listen to the whole podcast. Um, it's just How Hungry Are You on YouTube. Shouts to Serge Ibaka. One and a half million views in like four days. He's a legend. Uh, and Bleacher Report has apparently commandeered the steering wheel on this, so their branding is all over it. And with the partnership with Bleacher Report, no longer Lorenzo Brown on the staff to take uh, all the do all the cinematography, there's a lot more production value to it. There's a lot of graphics going on. There, I mean, they have advertisement, like pretty blatant advertising <laughs> for a watch. And they, you know, there's like musical cut-ins. They actually do the thing that I think really, if you watch, are you a RuPaul's Drag Race fan, Katie? I'm like dab dabbled, yeah. Okay, so if you watch the early seasons versus the more recent seasons, where <laughs> I think the the later seasons are better, it, the real sort of stark difference if you then go back after watching, say, season ten, and then go back and watch like season three, is the noted lack of bed music that they like use. Like they had bed music pretty much through the entire show now, whereas that wasn't the case. They would very rarely use music in the early seasons, and it's just very weird and sounds sort of boring and hollow which you know it just it sort of spices it up to have the music throughout and i kind of thought that this episode of how hungry are you had a similar sort of vibe there's music playing throughout much of the conversation with with kevin durant and serge Ibaka. it seems like a kind of you know the conversation sort of flows along the beats of the bass uh, like the baseline of the music in a sort of like back and forth you know, tete-a-tete kind of way. I kind of like that. And it makes it a much shorter feeling watch than the 23 minutes that it is. Do you agree with this? Yes. Uh, at first, I was kind of like, oh, damn. Like, this is twice as long mm-hmm. as they were to start with. So I was sort of like, what are they going to, what are they going to fill this time with? But then it's just, they get to the eating and you're like, oh, shit, they filled it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they didn't, Though I did, a part of me misses and really likes when they were pretending he was in his, like, real... It might have, it might have been his real Toronto apartment, mm-hmm. but, like, his real house. <laughs> and, like, someone <laughs> would come over. Yeah. <laughs> and so, no one was... No other crew was around, but, like, this one, I sort of like when they would cut to a very full room. Yeah. Of, like, people, like, I'm guessing involved in the show, but mostly... Because they're all very, like, taken with everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, people are just, like, beaming with these big, big, like, smiles on their faces. I don't know. I thought that was kind of... At first, I was like, oh, is this going to be annoying? But then I was pretty into it as the episode went on. Um, good production value. Also, I think they have new writers <laughs> for the question. <laughs> and they only work for entertainment tonight. They're not very... Uh... <laughs> well-rounded in, in, at least the spicy questions we'll get to spicy questions later but um, yeah i yeah. have to say though i didn't mind the watch the like um obnoxious watch cameo it's only because <laughs> we got to see more of jordy yeah <laughs> <laughs> who i really like yeah jordy uh makes his on-camera debut i believe in the series he might have gotten in once during the first two seasons. I guess this is the third season, right? Is that what we're calling it? Um, yeah. Yeah, so there was a there was a nice Jordy shot. He gets in there, and you see him again 
actually one of the more sort of earnest looks you mentioned sort of the how taken the group is uh, that's sitting there that kind of double as a studio audience whenever funny things happen which is kind of funny too um but Jordy in, in one instance is just sitting there kind of like in amazement that like Kevin Durant is talking and being so earnest and I thought that was pretty cool uh it must have been like no one has ever really seen Kevin Durant be like that like I don't think anyone in that room has seen Kevin Durant or many people of that celebrity sort of that open and forthcoming in a conversation in person so I I'm not at all surprised and I like that humanizing element for everybody in there to be so just absorbed in the conversation it was pretty cool I also just like the way Serge screams Jordy. <laughs> Jordy? Yeah. And then he, when he spills, we'll get spoiler alert, but when he spills the cornstarch all over his pants. Yes. He calls Jordy. <laughs> and Jordy was there to help him. Uh, so let's get to, of course, every episode begins with a very brief cooking sequence. And the cooking sequence is do seem to be getting shorter by the episode, and they really seem to be focusing on the interview, which I get, but also as someone who likes cooking shows and likes the idea of watching Serge just totally dive in, I think I, I mentioned that the culinary aspect of the show was something I was hoping to see ratcheted up for this season. They seem to, go, to be going in a different direction. Let's just uh, play back the introduction of what he's cooking and the cooking process. I'm going to boil this snake, long snake. So now I'm going to let this snake get boiled for 10 to 15 minutes, ready to go. I know a lot of people call my boy Snake. Today, he's about to eat Snake because Snake don't eat Snake. You got it? Yeah, I don't understand. Let's do it. So, I have a problem with Serge Ibaka's theory that snakes uh, don't cannibalize each other. That that that's the thing that happens. Like big snakes eat baby snakes and uh, like other kinds of snakes. Like it seems if I was a snake the most convenient form of food would be the thing that fits very easily into the shape of my body, which is also just another snake, no? Yeah, a smaller version of your body. Yeah. It's like there's, you don't have to like do the whole jaw contraction thing. It's just like, you know, slugging slugging down a smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do like how uh, he just like gets right to the cooking. Not much in the way of preparation. I guess I don't really like that, actually. It's... It's bothersome to me. I wish we saw him butcher it, but um, I... <laughs> I... Do you watch Survivor Man? Have you ever watched Survivor Man before? No. There's an episode of Survivor Man where the Survivor Man guy is in the, the, the Georgia swamps surviving for a week, and he catches a rattlesnake and cooks it to eat, and pretty cool the way he, like... I mean, not cool to, like, kill the snake or anything like that, but pretty cool the way he butchers it up and like it looks like pretty tasty this i can't say the same for it looks pretty unappetizing uh it's like full rigor mortis when he tosses it into the pot uh, to boil it down for like 15 minutes (laughs) it was a pretty long cooking time and then he takes it out and all he does is put it in cornstarch which he spills all over himself he doesn't really show much in the way of any sort of other preparation other than the cornstarch. And then he deep fries it after having boiled it for 15 minutes. That seems like a recipe, as we see later, for it to taste like uh, twigs more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny. Like, they went all in with the cooking. 
aspect um, last season, and they would do the like prep steps, and they showed the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was like a different team doing the show than this, mm-hmm. um, but I agree. Like I miss because I think we agree he can cook, but now it's getting into stuff where the the shock value of the show is like I'm sure he'll just be presented with things he's going to cook that fit with a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, are just like shocking but that aren't necessarily not to say Serge like has known how to cook everything he's served so far but he's sort of getting like farther and farther from his like kitchen repertoire I'd say yeah I um, think if you go back to the the early days it was a lot of stuff that like he would have eaten pretty routinely you know just growing up right and now it seems yeah. as though it's become just stunt cooking to to its greatest uh-huh. extreme. Uh, yeah, and it's okay. Like, I have to say, like, I don't... It's weird. It's like to have to... I wish you could have both and you don't have to, like, pick between, like, the interview and the cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, but because the interviews are going to be longer and the food has to be prepared and ready by the time the guest gets there, so they, there's the reveal. Yeah. You're going to have to, like, give up that part of it. I don't know. Maybe they'll do, like, a big cooking cooking focused show i really need to see an episode where he cooks with his guest yeah i was gonna say maybe they have two guests and then they one prepares the food with them and then then they prank Mm -hmm. the third guest the second guest rather yeah that that, there's definitely some refinement or sort of getting back to the roots and the cooking side of things that I think Serge needs to do. My uh, other question is, what do you think Danny Green thinks about Snake being served on this episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't even mention him at all. <laughs> they should have. Or I wonder if like someone was like, that's too mean. Yeah. Um, but, oh no, I didn't think of that. Especially when he's like, what kind of snake is it? <laughs> Danny Snake? <laughs> Before we continue on today, I want to tell you about my bookie. This is my favorite time of the year. It's amazing, and you know exactly why. There's sweater weather, there's leaves on the ground, and there's also threes from downtown. That's right, for some, it's fall season, but for the rest of us, it is ball season. Pro and college basketball are tipping off, and there's no better way to feel part of the action than to have a stake in the game with mybookie.ag. There are so many ways for you to bet with mybookie. For instance, if you like to try to bet a little to win a lot, you can try a part parlay bet on the big favorites for the week parlays are perfect because it lets you bet multiple games together for a bigger payout either way if you're going to bet this season do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win the ncaa is back in action as well and it's time to turn your attention from carving pumpkins to the spartans carving up defenses cassius winston returns for his senior year trying to prove that he has what it takes to bring a championship to michigan state you can use your basketball knowledge that i just passed along to you michigan state is good cassius winston is good go bet on michigan state and cassius Winston at mybookie.ag where they make it easy to play and even easier to get paid. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in on the game with mybookie.ag and if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate the offer. That's the promo code LOCKEDONNBA all one word to double your cash with mybookie on your first deposit. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. 
Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Another note, another thing I noticed about the the snake, uh, at least during the early cooking stages, they kind of like guzzy it up with. Uh, I mean, it's kind of nice and golden brown when they serve it later on, and we'll get to that, but. Uh, it kind of just looks like the beef penis. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look great. I'm, no. I was trying to think, like, what shape, like, how is this its body? Yeah. Because, um, yeah, it's, like, super bony mm-hmm. um, and really concave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So... Not that I was, like, I don't know. I guess I thought, oh, maybe it'll be more tubular, like a sp- spherical. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it doesn't look uh, it doesn't look good. Well, you see me having watched Survivor, man. I was ready for what the snake looks like after it's butchered. So I, yeah, <laughs> you have to like take out all the innards and stuff like that, which leaves it to be more of a okay. semicircle of snake as opposed to a full circle. Uh, let's move into the conversation, I suppose. Kevin Durant arrives uh, pretty early on, only like a minute and a half into it. There's a good twenty minute conversation they have. We don't have to go through the entire thing. But plenty of highlights we can get to. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like us to begin with? Um, I liked how much he searched Doug uh, and like dug at Kevin Durant and made reference to uh, being a championship and winning the title and yes. being the <laughs> <laughs> um, And how much it was like clearly bugging Kevin Durant, but in like a nice, friendly way. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was like right off the jump, like he got into um, like the injury and when he got hurt, uh, like I thought that was, I don't know, I thought that was kind of cool because again, it's like nothing you've really heard from him at this point about it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny <laughs> when Kevin Durant is like, well, he said my basketball life flashed before my <laughs> But at first I was like, haha, like you didn't die. But then I thought that more. It's like, no, that's true. Like that could have been his whole career. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought it was as they were talking about the like ever. It just felt like Kevin Durant was being pretty earnest about the injury stuff, and it kind of made me feel a little differently. Remember, I feel like I, you were on the podcast or someone was when we were talking about just how much of a bummer it was when he got hurt and sort of uh-huh. the anger towards Bob Myers and the Warriors staff, but the way KD puts it, it sounds like he genuinely pushed a play and was ready to live with whatever the consequences were going to be. Obviously, the worst possible thing happened, but he, you know, as he made note, the Raptors were playing well. He didn't expect them to make the playoffs, but they were playing well, so he had to come back to try to win it, 
And I don't know, that kind of painted that in a whole new light to me. Because I guess my impression of it all was like the Warriors like harassing him and forcing him to come back to play. And there was some of that for sure, the, like with the leaks to like Tim Kawakami and stuff about how he was like quitting on the team and shit. But um, I, I thought KD's like seeing that through KD's own eyes was uh, illuminating in a way I wasn't expecting when we when I tuned into this. Yeah, I guess like probably the truth is somewhere in the middle. Like he's not going to use this show <laughs> as the platform to like call out um, the front office or like the medical staff or the mismanagement uh-huh. of the Warriors. Um, you know, and I think like he. It's still Kevin Durant, so I think he's going to, like, his persona comes down a little bit, but he's not going to let that down completely. So when he's like, yeah, I pushed myself, I wanted to play, um, I'm a competitor. Like, I don't doubt that he's a competitor, but I also don't think he'd be like, yeah, I felt super vulnerable, and, like, maybe someone took advantage of that a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think, like, I'm not willing to, it, it was definitely, like, important, I think, to hear it in his own words and, like, not victimize him if he doesn't feel that way himself, obviously. Yeah. But I'm also not going to let that whole team off the hook. Oh, no, I'm still, yeah, it's still, everyone screwed up there from top down. Um, I, so, <laughs> they get into the talk of whether the Raptors would have won if KD was healthy. I found this to be a pretty charming exchange. I'm just going to play it. Uh, and here we go. Like, take a little jab at the fans. You know, I'm always going to take a jab at the Raptors fans because we lost to them in the, in the finals. So I'm going to talk shit as much as I can about oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think if you didn't go down, you guys would be the sure. Are you, are you sure about it? <laughs> no, baby, no, no. Are you 100% my brother? Yes. Because you was high, baby. You was high. If you put an if in front of anything, I can believe anything. So, yes. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, no. <laughs> you say yeah I'm t- you know why because we was like a fire nobody could stop us <laughs> I could I was like sub-zero oh, <laughs> we, we, may get, we may go to game 7 but the way we was we was balling that confidence we was let's gone. put it like this if y'all go to a game 7 with a 2 champ champ y'all not winning that game y'all not I mean y'all had to win in 6 which y'all did but if I was out there y'all wouldn't have won no, first home. of all if you didn't y'all go- wouldn't have beat us at home we almost beat you guys in five. You know that, what? Yeah, y'all almost. All right, I'm talking about game six. Okay. Y'all almost lost anyway. Clay went out, and y'all almost lost. So game six, we just we just smacked y'all at the crib. And then game seven, I know for sure, y'all wouldn't have said, you could have a pin drop in y'all locker room in game seven, walking into that arena. Like, y'all would have been so shook. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm <laughs> so shook. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> I like how at the end, Serge is resigned. Like, yeah, we would have lost in seven. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I side, I'm side with Serge on that. Obviously. I am too. Yeah. Screw it. We, we'll never know. So <laughs> Raptors would have won for sure. Um, yeah. No, that was uh, a fun exchange. I, I like. I like the Sub Zero comment from KD. It was pretty quick and and witty. Didn't mind it. Um, but after this. We get into a, uh, a conversation about Nick Nurse, and oh, I, I kind of like this this little dig. There was a little dig. I also think the Warriors are still mad about the box in one. <laughs> this is my takeaway from him saying that you know Nurse is not like the greatest at X and O's, but he can get you to win a possession. It was a very weird backhanded compliment um, that really just left me thinking. Oh no, he's still really really mad about the box in one. Which is funny and really yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. 
Because, like, maybe Nick is good at psychological X's and O's. Maybe, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, So we get into, a little bit later, they're talking about Katie's move to Brooklyn. And I'm pretty sure Katie tampers at one point. (laughs) where (laughs) uh, Under the new rules, he might be eligible to be fined because he uh, suggests that maybe they'll win a title together someday, which is interesting. (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then but 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 later when Serge poses the the option of joining Russ and Harden he's like no no we're good (laughs) Uh, what else do they talk about they talk about a lot they go through so much I really liked um when they were talking about OKC yes that was uh, cool and just like their time all together on that team because I feel like it's not something it's probably something only now hopefully now that all those guys are like in different places, two back together, but like it seems like it's uh, it's like when you go through a really bad breakup, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you need a requisite amount of time <laughs> before you're like cool, cool again. Yeah, um, and I think like hearing that about it is just not something we've really heard yet. Yeah, you know, like these kinds of stories. I thought it was really cute when Durant's like. Yeah, like, it was kind of like daycare. Like, you were learning English <laughs> after every game. <laughs> and then when he, like, took him out, they were talking about, like, taking him out to eat and search hated barbecue sauce, and he was just eating white rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, I don't know. Like, you don't think of it. Like, I, when, when Durant's, like, yeah, like, it was really hard to leave OKC. It wasn't that hard to leave the Warriors but he's like I lived there for eight years mm-hmm. like I grew up there yeah. like I, I don't think about it that way anymore but that's yeah. a really long time yeah no for sure and like very formative years too as you mentioned um, mm-hmm. so yeah that was cool to sort of get a glimpse and also them talking about how um, oh we... <laughs> when, sorry when he I wrote this down as a quote because I was like oh my god when he was talking I'm like because he's like what's Serge is like what's your first what was your first impression of me yeah, and Durant kind of like you can see him like he goes back in his mind, uh-huh. and he starts. He kind of whispers. He's like, "Serge, he blocks shots like no other." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really nice. <laughs> you can tell they're very, very good friends. It's uh, yeah. It's he might be. This might be the best kinship between Serge and his guests that we've seen yet. I know him and Kawhi were pals, but. Um, him and KD clearly go back a very long way. And it was uh, very obvious because it didn't really feel so much like an interview as much as it did no, like yeah. them talking and then KD ragging on the surge a bunch, which was nice uh, and a little refreshing. Um, and then they talk a little bit about the Rockets. They get into spicy questions, which is <laughs> a very good addition. Uh, this is first after, for some reason, who is your celebrity crush was not one of the spicy questions. And uh, Katie didn't really want to answer that one, <laughs> but yeah, that should have been folded into spicy questions. Yeah, I was thinking. I hope if it's like its own, I hope that question just sticks around through all the the new season. Yeah, I kind of want. I'm just gonna play the the original celebrity crush question because uh, Katie's very mad that it's been asked of him. Here it is. Like, I mean, I'm too now. old to have a celebrity crush right now. I mean, no, you cannot hold it like a celebrity crush. <laughs> I mean, that's like for high. I mean, I feel, I'm sure yeah. you have. I know I mean, you. Pretty much I'm sure you have a celebrity crush. When you even see her picture on social media, you're like, damn. <laughs> I know you. Okay, you have a crush? Uh, I like. I think a lot of women are beautiful, bro. 
Bro, you have a crush, bro. I know you. I don't have a crush. Yo, who your celebrity crush? Wait, 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 wait. You know here? You know how this works here? <laughs> I ask question, you answer. Nah, yo, listen. This is my house. Nah, yo. So who if, your celebrity if you crush? If you wanna, we need to know. Matter of fact, you are. You are you are you single? Uh, English, Espanol. Uh, <laughs> Are you single? You try to pull that. Wait, wait, wait. I'm Espanol. You didn't conducted the whole interview. Are you single right now? Cause you, I mean, I look at your pictures all the time. Watch <laughs> your posts, and I see a lot of hard eyes underneath your comments. A lot of these women always come up to me like Sergi Baga, Sergi Baga. Okay. And you turned into this like full-on sex symbol. So are you single? <laughs> I'm single. Right. You hear me? It's easy. You don't want to answer me. It's okay because we're going to have some spicy questions here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know who he's like angling for him to say? Who? Or wait, or does that happen in the spicy questions? No, yeah, that comes okay. in the spicy questions. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. That, that's great. We'll, we'll get to that in a sec. But um, the just Serge asking the question and then. KDB and like, like that's high that's high school stuff. Like we're too old for that. And then Serge like almost looks way like yeah actually I'm too old for that yeah. <laughs> but then get digs back in and and grills KD. Uh, pretty good stuff. The the back and back the back and forth between these two guys is great. It's like we don't get anywhere with this question, but I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, I don't know, they're super comfortable, and it's like nice to see someone riffing, riffing yeah. Surge. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, cause before, like, he could he could kind of get to a certain point with a, with a guest, mm-hmm. even, like, you know, some of his teammates, but I'm guessing just because, like, it must be hard with your own teammates, too, because you have your own, like, even if you're friends, I'm sure they're still, like, especially if it's, like, younger guys. Yeah. There's definitely, like, a structure, structural, like, hierarchy thing, um, but yeah, this the, is just, like, yeah. two buds like riffing at each other yeah the the bench mob episode was good but it did feel sort of like dad interviewing for the child he's going to adopt (laughs) you know what i mean it it was yeah yeah he was kind of just grilling the youth on being young and not so much interacting with them the way that we're seeing here um We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Shall we get to the spicy questions? Yes, please. All right, here we go. It's very good. If you don't answer those questions, you have to take shots. Okay? <laughs> one second. You only skip one question about the celebrity crush. I'll let you go with that one. Come on, man. But this one, you're, gonna, you're not going to skip, bro. You <laughs> have forgotten before? No, never, but I okay. see people eating, man. Oh, he's moving. Oh, no, wait. No, no it's not. Stop playing. Oh, you sure? Smell the drink. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Every time you don't answer, you take a shot. Before we continue on, he's serving spicy cricket tea uh, and is forcing Katie to take a shot if he doesn't answer the question. Did he serve spicy cricket tea before to somebody? Yeah. Did he serve Jeremy Lin some kind of like bug tea? Oh, yeah. And Jeremy Lin uh, did not care for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Carry on. First question. Who is the better player, Stephen Curry or Russell Westbrook? 
<laughs> Stephen Curry. Why do you think Stephen Curry is a better is a better player than Russell Westbrook? Because he's shooting better. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Second questions. Who was the last female celebrity you DM? Female? Yeah, you DM. Ooh. You can check your phone if you want. If you don't, if you forget about it. Seven Streeter. She's singer. Seven Streeter? Yeah. I that's a, that's the last one you DM her. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me see. Let me see her. Nah, bro. You only say the name, nah, bro. You already put me on the spot. You only say the name. Okay. I'm playing by your rules. Right okay. Now, yeah. Bro. No, you're doing good. Look at last one. <laughs> Why celebrity turn you down? You are trying to hook up with, and then they turn you down. Like, you know, you was coming to try to hook up with her. Like, I'm Kevin Durant, you know what I'm saying? Two-time NBA champ. Nah, bro, I don't approach you know situations I mean, like I mean, that. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying, okay. That's it, how you go at him? No, I don't go. You know, you know me. You, know. Oh, you got something else to add to it now. You, you, you know, know NBA champ, Sergio. Come on, baby, you know no, me. I don't approach it like that. I mean, uh, a lot of girls have turned me down. I'm not saying really. But at least once, like, you try to, you know, go dinner with them or, I don't know, ask them number or whatever, they turn it down. Oh, they never respond to you. Oh, know. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, now you say, yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> That's happened to everybody. Well, before you got with her, Carrie Hilson turned it down. Okay. <laughs> what? So. Hey, guys, you can. What's who was me? You guys messy. I didn't want to say that name, but you know. <laughs> you guys call messy out there. No, but that's, that's, that's not count, bro. That does count. No, that's, that's not count. That does count. No, 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 no. That's not count. Why not? She's a celebrity, and she turned me down. That's all, very awkward. Since you want to ask me these tough questions, I gave you ass a tough answer. That's the only one I can say that I was pressing, like really trying to get at. And she was like, uh uh, man, you got it. No. I was like, cool. You know what? I don't know about that. I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> like, props to Serge for really like doing anything he could to try and get him to say Rihanna. <laughs> Obviously. Is that what? Oh, is that what he was trying to do? I maybe I missed yes, something. Yes, hundred percent. Remember it, when I? That's what I think. When Durant was like said he had a crush on Rihanna, and then Rihanna kicked the game, and it like threw off his, his game. Uh, <laughs> was the man in the oh yeah, okay. Now I recall this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought I'd missed something in the summer or something, but no. Um, no, this was this is old news, but we've never had like a true confirm. And I, so. Yeah. So Serge was going for it. I found the uh, like the the thing about Carrie Hilson's really funny, but the thing from this entire section that kind of hit me the most is when KD says with like a lot of honesty and frankly hurt in his eyes, a lot of girls have turned oh. me down. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like he gets real deadpan and straight when he says that, and uh, honestly feel you pal <laughs> like, like rarely does kevin durant really seem like a likable figure but that and like this whole thing has really kind of turned me on a little bit i don't know this this was fun <laughs> the carrie hilson thing oh my god you guys are getting messy over there <laughs> This is where the studio audience or the producers who double as a studio audience really, really helped because it could have gotten real. And maybe it would have been better just dead silent and awkward, but I think the studio audience helped sort of brighten it up. And uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. It seemed um, like, uh, it's weird because KD details that the Carrie Hilson thing happened before Serge dated her. But Serge seems really offended yeah. that Carrie Hilson turned KD down? <laughs> Is that, am I reading that incorrectly? Uh no, I took it like I took it like he is really just trying to quickly get him to skip over that, uh. and so he can like get to, get to some real like I don't know dirt. And I also feel like if he was in a relationship with her for three years, he probably already knew that. Yeah, she probably told him. Oh yeah, that's you fair. know, yeah, like one of those questions so where like, you whatever old dudes. Yeah, where you think you know the answer, maybe and then you met, get like, yeah. yeah, like maybe he meant like oh that doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> I already knew that. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, from there, do they get into eating the food finally? Uh, yeah, then they finally eat the food. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, it looks very bad. <laughs> like, so bad. And it's only served... Okay. <laughs> so they serve it, it, like he tells you, he does the thing, he takes the thing off the pan, and, look, I'll give him credit, it looks nice and golden brown, it seems like he tried to present it in the pan just fine. There are no plates, though, if I recall. They're just eating it out of the thing with, like, a jar of soy sauce next to it to, like, moisten it up, I guess. And it just looks and sounds terrible. It sounds like, you know, the scene in Christmas Vacation where they're eating the turkey that is too dry. It sounds like that. Like, the audio mix is very good for that, but uh, does not speak very highly of Serge's boil-then-fry cooking method. And then when he, like, when Durant, like, pulls a strip mm. off the, like, a really dark piece. Yeah. And then you can kind of see, like, I don't know if it's, like, tiny bones, fibers. Yeah. Snake fibers. <laughs> and then Starch is like, oh, yeah, that's a great piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where does this rank on sort of... The disgusting scale for how hungry you. I don't think it's that gross. Like it's not like viscerally that. Like I guess to, to look at it, it's gross. So visually, it's gross, but yeah. it doesn't have the same kind of visceral like, oh my god, like gagging. Yeah. Um. Also, because like I don't think I've ever felt. I guess aside from like when JV is just going in on that the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that <laughs> like proud of someone and when like. Because first, Durant's like, I won't eat that. Yeah. Because I feel like you've got to know Kevin Durant's like a picky eater. Like, yeah. was a picky eater as a kid. It, well, actually, I liked when they started to talk about, like, his childhood, and he was like, we just, like, ate whatever we had. Yeah. yeah. But I do think he's a picky eater now, but when he's like, no way, I'm not going to eat it. For a minute, I was like, oh, shit, you know, like, this hasn't happened yet on this show. It was kind of a similar... Oh, they're going to eat something weird. Yeah, it was kind of a similar warming up process as the Kawhi uh, beef penis pizza thing. Because Kawhi seemed deeply unenthused when he was first presented with it. And then warmed up to the idea. And I don't think he liked it at okay. all. But he at least did it. I don't think KD necessarily liked the, uh, the snake either. Actually, let's just play them uh, just digging in to the snake. See that part here? That's what it does. Yeah. <laughs> it gets loud. Vagal, bro. That's good for real. Vagal, try it. You, you're going to be surprised. Where'd you get this recipe? <laughs> no, I buy the snake and I pull the recipe. It just 
You just made this up. Yeah, I made that up. Very good, bro. <laughs> I said, be careful with Gabon. I'll take that picture. Get up out, yeah. It wasn't mine. Yeah, that perfect. It's like strips of bark. <laughs> what kind of snake is this? Huh? Is it a black mama? Black mama. <laughs> so you, you, you need black mama now. It's a little dry. Huh? It's fried. Yeah, I fried it. It's a fried. I'm saying dry, but it's solid. Yeah, it's a snake. Like, you don't really have a lot, a lot of... It's a small snake. Like. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. I would have never eaten snake in my life. Before so. I left. Okay. And he eats snake. <laughs> a snake don't eat snake. But he eats snake. So that's mean. It's, it's not a snake. <laughs> <laughs> He's really leaning into the snake thing, uh, the the non-cannibal thing, to the point where that's I, why I feel like that's his jo- that's his own joke. Yeah, no, yeah, he <laughs> certainly is ad libbed a little bit. You can see there are some scripts uh, as they pan back to the crowd. Um, they they definitely have most of it pretty scripted, I think. But um, man, why are there so many people in this crowd? There's like 15 people. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people, but I feel like whatever they got the show, they probably have like more people watching. Yeah, I'm assuming they're all getting paid, so that's good. Yeah, pro paying the people to help produce the show, which is wild. Um, From humble beginnings of just Lorenzo Brown with a camcorder, camcorder to this. uh... (laughs) (laughs) But him, I don't know. Like Durant being like, I never would have tried this. Like, there's this is a thing about. Durant, while I'll never hate him, and I can't feel the same way a lot of people do, yeah. and I never have, is because, like, as much as he can be corny, and, like, such a dork, and, like, really brings it on himself, he's also, like, so earnest, yeah. and you get these, like, flashes of it, especially in this, like, he is like that the whole time, um, and you just realize, like, yeah, when he's, like, I don't, like, girls, a lot of girls turn me down, like, I feel like sometimes he's just, like, a lonely dude like a lonely nerdy dude who's like hard doesn't have an easy time making friends mm-hmm. yeah i um, i yeah. guess we can kind of get into this sort of impressions of kd from this because look i like making jokes about kd on the internet as much as anybody else but i feel kind of bad for it now because i genuinely enjoyed him in this i, I liked the, the the back and forth with him and surge i liked uh the sort of honesty he had and his sort of him I very much enjoy how how he knows how good he is and leans into it a lot and I think that's a cool thing to do uh, instead of being like humble and like oh it's both the team like no 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 if I'm not scoring 30 points we're not winning I like that stuff and yeah like the personal stuff I, I thought it was you know something more than I would have expected I would have thought KD would have been a little bit cynical about the whole thing but he seemed to go in with a pretty open mind and uh, was very eager to chat with his pal and then eat some snake. I, I I feel much better about Kevin Durant as someone to root for now than I did uh, just before watching this. Like, he's still gonna be... He'll do, like, things that annoy you and, like, seem like there's, like, no... Like, sometimes I think he just does things he's, like, kind of in a vacuum or, like, in a bit of a bubble. Mm-hmm. But, like, a part of that is, like, most athletes are... Um, and I think, like, if you are so an athlete that's great socially, yeah, <laughs> you're going to be even more in that. But I don't know. Like, it was just, uh, it was very cool to see, a, like, a jovial, more lighthearted side of him. 
The thing... Um, and maybe... Not to, like, read too much into it, but maybe he's, like, feels more that way because, like, I think being on the Warriors, weirdly, you should think it would be the opposite because there's so there were so many, like, superstars on that team. Yeah. But it seemed like he was more under the microscope there than he has been since he's left. Yeah, totally. I think the... I just, I don't know where I was going with what I was going to say. Uh, I, I had a train of thought and then I lost it. But no, I, I just thought he he's the kind of person who, like, he feels like he's just as poisonously online as normal people, but doesn't really sort of acknowledge the fact that he's not necessarily a normal person. And mm-hmm. for some reason, that ends up drawing flack because he's, like, outwardly kind of being vulnerable and you know, b- making burner accounts and stuff like that, doing things that I'm sure lots of people who are poisonly online do or wish they could do. He just has a bigger platform and does it. And, you know, when it, when it, it's like funny to laugh at and it's memeable when it gets caught, but, you know, it, it's kind of relatable in a way. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's just like, uh, he doesn't have like, it doesn't seem like he has good friends to be like, dude, you're like, you gotta chill out. Yeah. That's honestly something what it feels like. Well, I'm sure so Kyrie Irving will he, definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he might not still. Uh, <laughs> I don't really trust DeAndre or Kyrie to be that guy. Um, but maybe being on the in the same time zone as Serge help him out Serge can give him a call and be like dude you gotta chill yeah I uh I, I don't want Serge Ibaka to leave or anything but no. I think it was a bad idea for the Nets to give DeAndre Jordan that contract when they could have given that to Serge this coming summer that would have been fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I think that's about all we need to... I guess, total review for this episode. Did you like it out of five? Do we have, like, a ranking system? I can't even remember if we have one. I don't know what we even... We've done it, but I don't know if it was five or ten or three. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure what we did before, but... How many uh, pairs of triangle... Yeah. Okay, so five triangle sunglasses out of five triangle sunglasses? Uh (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five pairs. Yeah. This was really good. I... I'm going to go with four pairs just because I think the cooking side of things took a real hit here and I, I don't like that direction of the show. As much as I like the production elements, I like the conversation probably more than any we've seen so far and I liked you know everything around it with the extra people involved. I, I do wish the cooking – I missed the step-by-step, the ingredients, the, the nice montage of him cooking – this was just him tossing a snake in a pot, pretty much, as opposed to the nice sequencing they do where he's chopping and putting on herb gloop and doing that type of stuff. So um, four four pairs out of five because I am a stickler for the for the cooking stuff, and I'm hoping that uh, that comes back around soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. But it, it looks good. The colors are very vibrant. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some good cameras. Uh, I really like the writing. I like the long interviews, and I hope that part sticks around. But yes, to your point, um, they could add a, a triangular case for the sunglasses to bump up the rating if they <laughs> add some more <laughs> food prep and cooking. Spicy uh, questions, cooking. by the way, I have very high hopes for. That's going to lead to some good yeah, things. Yeah, if he has Sienta on, and it's just all spicy questions 
Uh, all right, Katie, I think we could probably leave it there. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was fun. Very glad to get back up to our bullshit. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Damn this... it. Good to be back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would you like to plug? Um, oh, basketball. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> basketball feeling celebrated. It's a year anniversary, which is crazy to me. Hell yeah. Um, so, you know, this thing that I started because I was like, maybe I'll try and do this for a little while. Now, uh, I've been doing it for a year. There's a lot of people that subscribe. It's really cool. Um, I feel super lucky and happy. And if you don't subscribe, why don't you join us? Yeah, it rules so hard. It's the best basketball writing there is. And it's uh, a lovely just little deposit into the inbox once or twice a week. It rules so hard. Um and you can follow Katie at whatevs, uh, of course, as well. You can find me at Woodley Sean. Thank you, my hype man. Yeah. Uh, Dime Up Rocks. Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I am at Woodley Sean. Oh, you're doing a Hoop Talks newsletter, too, right? Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. So if you don't like feelings, but you should still subscribe to that newsletter. But if you're more of a person who's like, ah, I don't want to read like beautiful rambles uh, into this sport that I love so much, uh, <laughs> then you just want your news in like tidy point form bullet points and someone who's digested it and found the best stories for you to read that week. I'm now writing a weekly Hoop Talks newsletter. Uh, I will do just that. Um, so subscribe to that. Yeah, basketball feelings is like a decadent uh, five-course meal where you feel it, like just completely satiated at the end. The Hoop Talks newsletter is uh, like a like a power bar. Just gets it in you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But a well-written exactly. power bar, that is. <laughs> like one of the good, yeah, it's like good a, fancy kinds. Yeah, it's, it's a quest bar. Ones. It's one of the good ones. It's a bit bougie. Yeah. Um, Mm, good for you. Funky flavors. Yeah, birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> Happy yeah, birthday, by the way, Katie. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Belated birthday, <laughs> but close enough. Uh, all right, that has to do it now. I'm Matt with Sean. <laughs> Please subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Sorry to David Locke for having this episode go nearly an hour. I apologize deeply. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll be back again on Monday to talk about the Celtics and Bulls games. That'll be fun. The Raptors are going to be 3-0 and by that time, which is great. And uh, we will talk all about that on Monday and so much more with the next episode of Locked on Raptors. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.